What's going on everyone? This is Luke and I'm the creator of the new Bleacher Creatures podcast. Um, back in March, I decided that I was getting very tired and fed up with the same repetitive narrative that the major outlets like your ESPNs, your Fox Sports 1s, you know, any of those, I got tired of how they were presenting arguments and just kind of seemed like debating the same teams, the same topics, the same storylines. On this show, I decided to take the more blue-collar approach. So what that means is I hope that the, the people that listen to this podcast are the kind of people who have a genuine desire to either feed their desire for their sports or maybe want to take the more in-depth turn and maybe become a more educated, knowledgeable fan. Um, I do have a co-host for this show. His name is John. And like myself and you listeners, he is a very, very passionate fan when it comes to his teams. I myself am as well. But you'll hear in especially this first episode, he's very much into his teams. He is not the kind of person to hold a punch when it comes to what directions his team should be taking, the types of players that he that they should be signing, so on and so forth. The guests that I will be bringing in over the course of the series itself, they also know their shit. I wouldn't waste your guys' time and you know, be putting on people that don't care or don't understand or speak sports the way we, the blue-collar educated fan, does. That's not what I'm here for. The last thing I want to do is waste your guys' time and provide you substandard content that, frankly, you guys are going to be disinterested in. Now, with that said, we are a very user-friendly show. So what that means is that I've created accounts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Anchor, SoundCloud, and Gmail. If you think you'd have a good idea for myself and a guest or myself and John to debate on the show, by all means, reach out to us on any of those platforms or shoot me an email at bleachercreaturespodcast at gmail.com. If you do choose the email route, all I ask is that you include your name just so that if I do pick your topic, we will definitely be giving you credit for suggesting that topic. Now, with that said, we... we I'm not going to lie, we're not going to be covering, you know, a whole lot of soccer or tennis or golf. You know, there's a certain amount of, you know, attention span you can give to certain sports. We on this channel, we will be focusing on primarily, I would say, the 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 major four plus college. Um, but if there is a big major coming up for golf with the Masters, U.S. Open, the British, yeah, I might, you know, as a golfer... I might actually, you know, cover something, talk about it. Why not? Um, so please feel free to reach out on any of those platforms on social media or Gmail. I would love to get the user feedback and suggestions for any topics. Um, and we will also be doing some giveaways and some certain stuff, you know, some Yankee tickets, you know, some coffee mugs and everything in between. So please sit back, relax. Enjoy the show, and if you have any suggestions, don't forget to post it or get at us on any of the media outlets. Bleacher Creatures Podcast. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature. Bleacher Creature himself.
What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Luke. I'm here with my co-host, John, and this is episode one of the official Bleacher Creatures podcast. John, say what's up to the people. How we doing, everybody? There you go. John's a nice guy, I promise. Now, I will say this. Say me, well, you, well you, know, you know what the deal is. We're nice people at heart, but when it comes to talking sports the way blue-collar sports fans talk sports, you know, things can get heated and get a little chippy. It's nature of the business, right? Sure. Right. So, we are in, obviously, a beautiful time of the year where we got the NFL getting close to the playoffs. You know, that playoff push is coming. But we're also in that wonderful time where the MLB is, you know, quote-unquote, the hot stove is heating up. And I know both myself and you, we both have, I mean, you have more of a quote-unquote playing career than I do. But, you know, to this day, we're still very much the avid baseball playing, watching, you know, attending game. We're active fans. So I know I'm a Yankee fan. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm about as diehard of a Yankee fan as as it comes. And you, on the opposite end of the spectrum, are a total diehard Met fan. Unfortunately, yes. Well, that's, that's one of the few terrible life decisions you've made. So I'm going to preemptively apologize on your behalf for that decision. Mets, Jets, and Knicks, baby. Nothing better. Well, I, there's a lot of combos better than that. You know, I, I'm a Yankee Steeler Nick guy, so at least we, at least we meet we, we meet in misery where the basketball lies. My whole life is miserable. I have nothing to look forward to. Period. Well, that's 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 a little bleak of an outlook. Um, you know, I would I wouldn't say you have nothing to live for. This isn't your suicide no, I would note. Definitely. We'll talk about that short soon. Oh, Jesus Christ. But speaking of nothing to live for, if you are the Marlins, you are in a weird situation where you spent the entire offseason last season getting rid of an outfield where you had three legitimate all-stars and what turned out to be back-to-back NL MVPs. Now you have the best catcher in baseball, and we've all, I'm sure, seen the rumors where, you know, oh, the Mets are going to get into this three-way with the Yankees, and Syndergaard's coming to the Yankees, and Andahar's going to be a Marlin, and all this nonsense. As the Met fan, we all know y'all are desperate for catching, yes? No, I disagree. You disagree? Okay. I disagree. How the do Boston you... Red Sox won the World Series... With statistically the worst, the worst offensive catchers in baseball. Okay, but they were also we they also had that before. severe, they but they had that severe clutch factor when it mattered. Yes, Vasquez did. and Leon know how to hit. It's yes, the, but the general manager did not know that going into the postseason or late into uh, late into the regular season. Right, but he it's knew. But he, said, but he, yeah, but they're going to be clutch. Right, and he knew no, he had two. Anyway. But he knew he had two catchers. That at least defensive metric wise were right. I, at least yes. above league average, and that's what you want. That's you don't need real Muto would be great, but as a Mets fan, I'm telling you right now, it seems like this this new GM is just willing to do whatever it takes to make a big deal. I'm not giving Syndergaard to the Yankees, and I'm not trading Rosario for real Muto. End of story. The max that I would give up is Nimmo and a pitching prospect. That's it. That's where it ends. And you think. The best catcher in baseball is going to command Nimmo, who has a less than a full year of service time, 
and a double A prospect pitching prospect. I don't, but I think that's where my offer ends. Okay, so then let's say the problem that the the outside looking in Met observer, you have Darno, who's probably the most injury prone player in baseball. And yeah, I, I don't like Darno. I like Ploiecki, and I like that free agent Malnada. Well, right. and, and those two should not cost that much money. Or Ploiecki obviously doesn't cost anything. Malnada should not cost that much money. The problem is he's got gold gloves on his resume. He's not going to cost as much money as Wilson Ramos. Well, right. Or Ramos Grandal. is coming off an all-star season, and Grandal, Grandal for Grandal's the offensive catcher who has the weird statistic of being like one of the best pitch framing catchers in baseball, but he can't call a game to save his life. No, he cannot call a game if his life depended on. I mean, we saw what happened to him in the postseason; he got pulled. Right. So you, he so you stop breaking ball in the dirt or anything. Right. So you, as a Met fan, you're telling me you would rather prioritize defense behind the dish, which is not the, which is not an unintelligent move. No, I'm not. I'm not prioritizing defense. I'm not prioritizing anything. I'm prioritizing not giving up too much and creating another hole just to fill a hole. Okay. So your, so your definition of prioritize is not mortgage the farm on Real Muto. No, I have no issue mortgaging the farm. I'm not creating a hole on my major league roster to fill another hole. Then I just end up in the same spot needing a different position. Okay. Now I can... What I'm saying is I'm not going to give up a starting guy in my lineup to fill a hole just so I can create... So I need to fill another hole. Right. Okay. No, I mean, that makes sense because we also heard, yo, a name like Miguel Andujar... Being thrown around in these in yeah, these the deals. The that was reported right. was Andujar. I can't say his name. I'm going to say Lasagna. Luizaga. Luizaga. And Sanchez. The Yankees were going to give up. Sanchez would go to the Marlins. Syndergaard would go to the Yankees. The Mets would receive Real Muto and Andujar. And we talked about this the other day. That is a fair trade for everybody. No, it's not. Stop. I, it, Stop. I, I think I think it is. I have to trade who should have been the rookie of the year to get a pitcher who may or may not be healthy or stay no, healthy. No, no, no. I, that is a complete fair trade because if you do that, I guarantee you that you get Machado. So the way I would look at it is you're getting Machado in center guard. Well, I'm only, I'll am i tell you right now. If I'm Cashman, I'm only trading Andujar if I have Machado under contract. Well, you could possibly get Scooter Jeanette. You'll fill that hole. You'll fill that hole. Well, I, right. If I if I can get Scooter, great. I would love Scooter Jeanette. Yeah, you could get Scooter but Jeanette I can I can also but I can also get I can sign Machado and then pivot to a Josh Harrison, a Jed Lowry. The, the, yeah, this is no, this isn't that, that won't be a hole. you're not creating a hole by giving up Andujar. That's why, from a Yankees perspective, it doesn't matter. You're getting Syndergaard now. Yeah, I can I understand you're worried about his health, but he's got three years left on this contract of no money. The guy, in my opinion, is better than Severino because he's pitched better in the postseason than Severino. Right. And I'm, I mean, I'm not going to... Yeah. He's a 20-game winner. He's going to strike out the world. And you gave yourself another postseason starter who's already been there, done that, who's gone to the World Series. Right. He pitched well in the World Series. He has a win in the World Series. That's more than Severino can say. Right. You, I'm, I'm not, there's no disagreement. So I don't like that trade for the Mets because I, I said this to you the other day. You can call me crazy. I'd rather have Syndergaard than DeGrom. I mean, that's probably an unpopular take in the in the realm of a Met fan. What guy in the World Series threw the first pitch over Alcides Escobar's head? 
what guy has the balls on this team to basically call Bryce Harper a douche? You know, when you don't, when you're lacking some, when you're lacking a pair of balls as a team, you you need a face, and right now he's that face. So Syndergaard, no, no, so so Syndergaard, so so you're telling me, he's like the Grom on a team, but he's too quiet. So Syndergaard is the face and the balls of the Mets, is what you're telling me. As of right now, yeah. I mean, David Wright was the face of the Mets. We know where that went. We know where that went, right? I mean, as of right now, can you name me another player? You want to say Brandon Nimmo? No. Maybe he, he's nowhere near. You know what I mean? Like, no. He's a huge fan favorite. I feel like that kid McNeil's going to be a fan favorite. I'm sure Alonzo will, but they're nowhere near the p- impact player Syndergaard is. So right now it's Syndergaard. Well, right now. Harvey, that guy. If Harvey was still Harvey and he was on the Mets, you could trade Syndergaard. Well, right. He was that guy who had a pair, and he was a gamer. He was a horse, and and he had the personality. Degrom just too quiet. Well, right now, if if again on the as the outsider looking into the Mets, your your face. I guess on sheer service time and brand recognition would have to be Conforto by default. And then I, I, our face is Michael Conforto. Luke, that is crazy. Well, think about it between him and DeGrom. Those are the end and Syndergaard, right? Most people aren't going to think back to the uh, 2015 world series. DeGrom just won you a Cy Young. Yes, I get that. That's why I trade him right now. Right, but who, but who the the problem is when you're trying to now sell the the reigning Cy Young winner, you're you're limiting your market to such a small amount of teams that have the collateral to pay that and not completely destroy their entire farm. I don't listen, listen, listen. I'd be more willing to trade Degrom to the Yankees than I want Syndergaard. Well, I'm sure it would pain you either way to see either of them in the Bronx. It wouldn't. It would not pain me as much to see DeGrom there. Knowing that you got who? Andahar, Clint Frazier, and God knows who else? I, personally, I really, I, I know you you disagree. I think you'd be able to get Glaber Torres and Andujar. No shot. You're not getting, you no, you're not getting both. Because we're that's the same that's the same argument you made about getting Real Muto. We would be, we need Glaber to play short. Until Didi comes back, we we're not trading Glaber Torres. Damn near wins the Yankees a World Series. All right, it's as close as it can get if you put that guy on that roster. No matter who, honestly, if you give up Torres and Duhar, it wins them a World Series. Well, and I hate the Yankees, and I wouldn't want to see that, but it does. But here's my issue, though: I have a shortstop in Didi Gregorius who's out until probably the All Star break. I have a All third right. baseman in Andahar who's got a good. Here. Right, hold on, what we're talking about here. Is two different franchises, so you're, it seems to me that you're talking about both in the same, from the same point of view. This is different. Look, the Yankees are a postseason team. They find a way to do it every year. They cannot, they can make a move like that. The, they will, somebody will will come up clutch and play well. Okay, so, it just happens that way. So then here's my, so then here's my counter argument. You're going to tell me that I can make the playoffs if I trade you the entire left side of my infield. And That's then no fill it with potentially Manny Machado at third or a Danny Echevarria. I and then I still don't have a second baseman. You will figure it out, and that lineup will be just fine. Let me get, on the other side of town over here. All right, in the blue and orange. Let me tell you something. This guy said he wants to come out and make a change. The way I see it, it's Bryce Harper or bust. 
You lost out on A-Rod. You lost out on Guerrero. Two guys who were openly willing to come to play for the Mets because you were too much a cheap bastard to spend the money. But that's not now on. But that's not. The, on, but that's not on Van Wagenen. That's on the. That's on the Wilpons. Right. Right. But this guy should not come out and promising we're going to contend. Contend for what? Third place? Because as of now, I don't. You're, as of now, let's just say some rumors happen. So let's just say they get that, that extra arm, whether it's an Andrew Miller, an Adebayo, a Dave Robertson. All right, either or. I don't care who the hell it is. You get one of those three arms there. Let's just say that they sign AJ Pollock, which, which by the way, I would despise. I can't stand this guy. I don't know who the hell in their right mind thinks AJ Pollock deserves anywhere close to twenty million a year. I wouldn't pay him five million a year. Well, McCutcheon, right. McCutcheon yesterday got what? Uh, how much per year? About fifteen million. About yes. So and, and older. So Pollock will get about eighteen mil. Right, so now the market's been set. Right, I'm not paying that for a guy who's going to bat me 260 with possibly 20 home runs, possibly 20 stolen bases, possibly a gold glove. I have Juan Lagares who can possibly do those things. Maybe not the home runs, but the rest. Well, he, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to do it. Well, like, look, that's a typical next move, right? We didn't go after Vlad Guerrero. You got Mike Cameron. Now, Mike Cameron's no slouch, but he's no Vlad Guerrero. You didn't get A-Rod. I don't know who they got in the place of A-Rod. But whatever it was, it was no A-Rod. I am sick and tired of the B-level shit when you're in an A-level market. So open up your wallet, all right, and pay Bryce Harper. If you pay Bryce Harper and you don't get one other thing this whole offseason, you will probably sell more merchandise and tickets than you have ever. Even if you got Andrew Miller, Real Muto, and Paula combined. I mean, and even probably. even if you don't the playoffs... You give the fans hope. Because now you're like, all right, next offseason we just need an arm in the pen, and we need a catcher. Maybe we don't even need a catcher. Maybe one of these guys come up great defensively, and you just keep them. And now you can trade Conforto or Nimmo if one of them are having a great year because you have three lefties bats in the outfield. I mean, this is not rocket science here. I think every Mets fan would agree with me. They would rather see Harper this year lose this year to, to win next year and the year after. Because Harper's only 25. I think he might be turning 26. All right, so then... Simple. This is not a rocket science. No, but... And as far as the Wilpons go, they'll make their money back. People would love to go see Bryce Harper. So then, so here's my follow-up then. Keep your pitching staff. So then, but here's my my follow-up. If you sign Harper, do you want to take the five-year at a stupid annual value, or do you want to gap... 300 and some odd million over 10 years. Whatever he wants. It doesn't matter. All right. So, so you're going to let him put you in a hostage negotiation. I will I will let him do whatever he needs to to become New York vet. Because he, if I get him, I would be able to guarantee Mets fans. I would just go and say, I don't know about this year, but next year moving forward, we will be in the Final Four every year. I can almost guarantee that. Because now let's just, let's just call it what it is. You have Alonzo. You don't know what he is. But you kind of do. He's a power-hitting, slugging first baseman who is poor defensively, right? Right. That's what he is. Whether he's going to hit 25, 35, 45, we don't know. But that's what he is. You got McNeil. McNeil is Daniel Murphy's twin li- or little brother. That's what he is. He's a lefty who has no position in the field. Yeah. Who can hit everything. Hasn't really hit for power. Probably won't. And is not so great defensively. And looks like he makes bonehead plays. That's fine. The guy can hit. Then you got Rosario. Rosario at the end of the year last year, and and uh, what league was he in, Luke? 
where we, you and I were talking about how he was raking. Oh, what? In, what you talk about in the in the Japan All Star Series? Yes, I mean he was still raking there. So you could tell as the season was going on as a Met fan when they put him in that leadoff spot towards the end of the year, he figured some more things out. All of a sudden, he started stealing bases way more often. Which for a guy with his speed, I don't know how he didn't steal the first three fourths of the year. He obviously didn't know how to, right? Because it's not a speed. The guy's one of the fastest guys in baseball. Well, I think it, I think it takes time. Like when you're dealing with catchers in the NL East. Like real, like real, like real, right, but right, right, but you got to get it, you got to get a feel for, you know, you know how it is, you got to get a feel for this guy's pop time, his arm strength, yo. That's me up to another point with the Mets, how they grow their farm system, I'll bring that up later, that's another thing that pisses me All right, so we all know, so you've made it, you've made it very clear that Bryce Harper is your guy. Well, let's just continue around this infield now. Now you have Robinson Cano in that contract. Right. I'm not happy about that. However, they're saying that him and Rosario are becoming big brother and little brother. Maybe, just maybe, that's a good thing. I'm not a huge Cano guy. Yes, I know he can hit. I'm still not a Cano guy. Then you have Todd Frazier. Now, I like Todd Frazier, regardless of what he does statistically. I know he's great in the clubhouse, and you need that, okay? Yeah. Uh, if he can give me 270, 250 plate appearances between first and third base and pinch hitting... I'll take it. I would love to have a guy like that in my clubhouse. That's worth $9 million just for what he's going to do in the clubhouse, okay? Yeah. Um, I think he's a fan favorite. You got Conforto, Nimmo, and Harper in your outfield. Either Conforto or Nimmo have to go. Yeah. To be honest, I like Nimmo more. I know that's like a debate. People like Conforto more. They think he's better. I, I, I could personally see those two having similar statistical years. For the most part, Nimmo's a little faster. I can see Conforto having a higher batting average. Um, and on base percentage, well, no, not even Nimmo's on base percentage is crazy. Uh, uh, so I, I would, I would trade one of those two, whichever I would get the most for. All right, um, that, that's reasonable. Like Nimmo, you listen, you get a right-handed bat in the outfield that's serviceable. Let's just say an Adam Jones. I, I know he's a free agent this year, and we're talking about next year, but just a guy like that, okay? You have you have a fill-in such as Adam Jones. Let's just say for this trade's sake, you trade Conforto. You have Nimmo, you have Harper, you have Adam Jones in center, Alonzo at first, Cano, Rosario, McNeil, Frazier off your bench, and catching you have Plowecki, somebody else. And and let's not forget, in this hypothetical scenario, what you would get back for Michael Conforto or Brandon Nimmo. Because remember, we're trading the one who's having the better year. So we're trading the one who we're going to get the most value for. Yeah. Well, obviously, going to sell low on one of the two. And, and – now my pitching staff is, well, we know the pitching staff. You have Wheeler, Matt, Syndergaard, DeGrom. And now maybe I just, and we have Edwin Diaz, Lugo, and Kassel in the bullpen. So well, the question is, well, what are you looking for back in Conforto? I can either re-get, repile my farm system a little bit. I can get a couple bullpen arms. Well, yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is you need now you have Diaz. You need a bridge to get to Diaz. And that there that goes beyond the offense. <laughs> What's that? You you need a bridge to get to Diaz. You need that guy, or a couple. Of... Lugo is not okay. Lugo, and you know this. No pitcher can pitch every single day. No, 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 no. But we we you have a setup man in Lugo. Do you need another two arms in that pen that are reliable? Yeah, but you have your setup guys. So if you if you go out and sign Andrew Miller. Or or Adam Adovino, 
The reason I say Andrew Miller is because he's coming off such a bad year, and I think I think you know that he's not that bad. I well, mean, yeah. you know, in fact, he's exceptional, and he's already pitched in New York in the big games. Yeah. So that's why I like, and I think he's going to cost the least amount of money. I mean, Britain is going to command a serious amount of money, right? No, Britain's going to want. Britain's going to want. Britain wants closer money. Right, and Kimbrell's going to break a bank somewhere. Kim, no, Kimbrell wants six years. I doubt anybody's giving him six years. I, I don't think so either, but you know what, man? Maybe a team gets desperate and they do. The point is, I'm not spending that money there. I could so Philly could get reckless. That. Let me give you an example of what the Mets did. Between Vargas, Bruce, and Swarzak, I believe that was close to $40 million. I believe it was. Was it maybe $35 million, Luke? Bruce's contract Bruce, was terrible. That was a great, that was a great giveaway. Bruce was Swarzak was eight, so it's twenty-three mil, and then Vargas. What was he? Ten, twelve, something like that. Yeah. So we're almost at or so thirty-five million. Thirty-five million. That's what Harper wants. I mean, I'm no math genius here, and I, I, I'm no GM. But who do you want? You want Vargas? You want Bruce and Swarzak? You want Bryce Harper? I mean, I how stupid can this owner be? How stupid can you be? Well, the annual dollar amount shouldn't be what scares you. The duration of that contract would scare me. I don't know if I invest 10 years in anybody. Listen, you're saying that as a Yankee fan when you've won. We have not won jack shit. I'm dying over here. Even Listen, I think any any Met fan would sign up for this. If you sign Bryce Harper, you win one year, one World Series, and the rest of the nine years, you don't make the playoffs. I think every Met fan would sign up for that. I, I, I don't care. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree. And you have this pitching staff with Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats, and Wheeler, Wheeler was, I don't know what, what he was eating for breakfast in the second half of the year last year. I mean, he was damn near better than DeGrom. You couldn't touch this guy. Yeah. You cannot, I mean, I remember starting him in my fantasy lineup, and every time he goes out there, seven innings, ten strikeouts, one run, no runs. And incredible. Now, I'm not saying he's going to repeat that exactly, but if you can just get that guy to have a less than 3-5 ERA, that's another ace for most teams. Yeah. Matt's is a lefty. So this guy, in my opinion, he needed to grow up a little bit. I think he did. There were times where every time you think he turned the corner with maturity where he doesn't let the game speed up on him, he would have a bad outing. But towards the end of the year last year, that whole team kind of seemed to grow and mature where they were like, hey, listen, we know we're out of it. But we're going to play like we're in it and have some real fun with this. I went to a game in Miami when they were playing the Marlins. And it was in the dog days of summer. Everybody in the world knew they were out of it. Yeah. You have Tosia Reyes, Frazier, and Rosario out in the field. Look, they're having a blast. Yeah. You would think that they're in a post. You'd think they're in a pennant run. Uh, Reyes leads off the game with a home run. He goes crazy in the dugout. The guys are going crazy. They were having fun. Whatever Callaway did. He got them to play baseball. I don't know how he did it, because there was a lot of veterans on that team, but he did it. You're right. You have something to build around here. I think Callaway's a great manager. A lot of Mets fans don't. I do. Especially, the only thing I, I will take over the Yankees is I love Callaway over Aaron Boone. I think Aaron Boone's a moron. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm not sold on Boone. Um, I, You have something to build around here. You really do. Yeah. Do not blow it. If, if Listen, when the Knicks got Amari Stoudemire... What did that do? You remember that back then, Luke? Well, it it, it, it life and energy to, to these Knicks games, and you were excited to watch every game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I brought something, 
I, I know his career did not end well as a Nick due to injuries. And, You're right. But he brought something to that franchise in the beginning of the year before they got Carmelo that, that I hadn't seen as a Nick fan since Alan Houston and Latrell Sprewell days. Fair. But yeah, okay. so, so you, yes. Yeah. will do the same. All right. You make that money back as an owner. I'm, I don't want them going out there signing Andrew Miller for 10 mil, signing Pollock, okay, for, for 20 mil, and getting somebody else for 3 mil. That's 33 million, but you can't get Bryce Harper. I'm sick of hearing that shit. Yeah, uh, that's, 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 I'm that's, sick that's, and tired of it. Yeah, that's apparent. Andrew Miller and Pollock. Give me Bryce Harper. And you know what is the GM? You grow a pair, you tell your owner, hey, man, listen, this doesn't make sense. This does. Let's get some more jerseys, Pollock and Andrew Miller or Harper. What's a better return on investment from a business owner standpoint? Oh, yeah, it's it's clearly hard. Not to mention, look, Bryce Harper's 25, 26 years old. You want to say he had a down year? Yeah, I get it. You think I'm sitting here saying, oh, this guy's going to bat 330 in City Field? And no, no, okay? He is who he is. He's a 250 to 270 hitter with a great on-base percentage. But even when he breaks his back and hit a home run out of City Field, which you know what, ninety percent of your lineup couldn't do if they didn't break their back. Yeah. Okay. As simple as that. No, there, how this GM does not tell us over this is out of my mind. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. No, there, there's, there's no question that a guy like Harper is is the kind of person who makes any lineup immediately better, more impactful. There's no. There's, Machado does the same thing, but the way Machado is so lazy, he doesn't want to hustle, he does dirty crap that we saw in the playoffs, that's not going to sit well with anybody, let alone Mets fans. Harper's the type of guy, you throw a ball at him, he's charging the mound. You need somebody with fire. You need somebody with a pair of balls, Luke. Okay, you need somebody who's going to help take back New York. Now if the face of your team is Harper, Syndergaard, you're talking that you could possibly take back New York to the up-and-coming fans, and that's how you make more money. You're not going to take back. You're not going to take back New York. Yeah, I, 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 I hear you. The the thing that again, I'm not saying that the, the Mets can't afford him because they can because you laid out that framework where it, you know you are paying what could be three salaries for one guy, but those three salaries like the Bruce's, the you know, or the um, the Vargas's and Swarzak. Those aren't impact players. The Mets seem to be deficient on the impact player. The young guys like Rosario and those guys, the Nimos, those can and even Peter Alonso can be the impact guy. There's no doubt in my mind that in no, time no, no. they can grow. You never know. Certain people can grow never into. Know, but they're not now, and they, I don't expect them to be this year. That's right, but but that that's the, that's the point I'm making. It's that there's. You guys are deficient and don't have that immediate impact guy now. Nobody in the Mets lineup scares you to death the way a Bryce Harper would scare me to death as an opponent as, as an opposing pitching coach. And you know what? Let's also throw this in, and we haven't touched on this once, and I'm not banking on it because I don't trust this guy at all, but Cespedes is supposed to come back around the trade deadline. Okay. Supposed to. Now I'm not banking on that. I wouldn't. I would not build my team around that. But if it does, what a trade deadline acquisition that would be. Because I'll tell you what. Since he came here in 15, he is, in my opinion, he is the most clutch hitter in baseball after the seventh inning. The amount of walk off hits and game tying hits after the seventh inning he's had is insane. 
Yeah, no, that yeah, he seems to have that flair for the dramatic. There's there's no And he, and I'll tell you what, he loves the flair for the dramatic. He loves those moments. Right. And and he's a righty bat in that outfield. I I'm just saying you get Harper, you have Cespedes there. Uh, let's just hypothetically go over a lineup here, Luke, okay? Let's just say you, you bat uh, Rosario leadoff. Uh, you'd have Cespedes 2, Harper 3, Alonzo 4, Cano 5. I'm just throwing names out there at this point. Uh, uh, Conforto 6, McNeil 7, your catcher 8. Right. For the National League, that's a very deep lineup. You also got uh, Nimmo and Todd Frazier coming off your bench. Yeah. I, I, that's, I, that's very certain. I don't understand how this is, needs to be discussed. Right. At that point, when you if you insert Bryce Harper into that lineup, when it's fully healthy, when Cespedes is there, when Conforto, Nimmo, Rosario, when it's fully, fully functioning, that lineup, no question, in my opinion, competes with Atlanta. And that's what you have to do as well cuz remember, you know, the Yankees always have the problem where we're playing Boston however you know 18 times a year and we always tie. You know, it seems to be like an 8-8 split or whatever the numbers work out to be. You guys, if you're going to win that division, your only real hurdle in my opinion, now barring some signings and you know other off-season moves, Philly Right now, doesn't scare me in the slightest, nor should it. But at uh, least they have the most money to spend. So let's hold our thoughts on. That's that. what I'm saying. Barring some ridiculous spending spree, that could very easily be a, a very formidable lineup. But right now, on December 12th, your immediate competition and the only lineup in that division that should frighten you to death would, would be Atlanta. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. With our pitching staff, that should frighten them. Right, but that's, but again, you don't have Degrom, Wheeler. There's going to be those series in the middle of the year where you might get Degrom on Game Three, but you still got it. You can get by Mats and goddamn Vargas and still take a series. Yeah, but 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 the Braves, you can take a series, but if they can just not get owned by the Braves. Right, okay. that's what I'm saying. The Split. The thing you have a pitching staff the way the Mets do is make the postseason face Degrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler, and/or Mats, and/or all four of them in a five or seven game series. You got problems. And as much as I like the Braves' rotation with Newcomb and Fulton Newitz, yeah, they're they're still sh- I, they're still short a starter though. Like it's it's no yeah, secret when you check. That's what happened to them in the Dodgers. Right. Series, right. Yeah. When you when you look at the Twitter sphere now and you you see the reports coming out of L.A. Or out of Las Vegas, I'm sorry, out of Vegas. The the word on the street is that the Braves are still actively pursuing a starter, which makes a ton of sense. But yeah, nobody, nobody. You know what's weird though is I heard that they're looking to get rid of Fulton Lewis. Well, that seems which is weird. A strange to me, right? That's... Right. That that seems that seems weird. But whatever. Very weird. But yeah. right, they also there. You know, Tuki Toussaint's going to come up because he's clearly ready. Yes. You know, and that that might be why they might be willing to get rid of a Fulton Avich to bring in, let's just say hypothetically, a Georgia boy like a Bumgarner in the right scenario. No, Bumgarner, I read a report this morning, is off the trade block. I guess the price was too high. But whatever the I case may be. But all right, wait. so if you're Atlanta, what stops you from talking to Cleveland about Bauer or Kluber? Nothing. Listen, 
I have listen. I I think the Braves are in a prime position. Yeah. I think the Mets are playing catch up. Right. It is very simple. Luke, it is simple. I this comes down to one sentence. It's Bryce Harper or you are the typical New York Mets. What great pitching, it's no that, offense. It is that simple. It is that simple. There's no if, there's no ands, there's no buts. Right. It is that simple. It is Bryce Harper or you are the typical prototypical New York Mets. Now the other thing that I am deathly afraid of, if I'm the Mets is let's say you have another year like a 2015 where you overachieve the rotation maintains its its you know pure excellence and everything falls in place and you guys make the playoffs if if the dodgers make room for bryce harper and i don't know how they're going to do it but if any team can pull it off it'd be the dodgers do not get bryce harper nothing is going to happen all right, well, right here, I, and I'm saying that as a Met fan. Who I'm telling you right now, they will not win a World Series. Uh, but but that but let me finish this the scenario. If the Dodgers get Bryce Harper, they have basically staked a permanent claim in the NLCS for however many years to come. I already think they did that. Well, over over the course of time, you know, if, if they sign Harper to a seven to ten year deal, you're gonna oh, lose. You're gonna okay. lose guys yeah. like you know Justin Turner. Corey Seager had two major surgeries. You never know how his durability is going to be impacted long-term. Right. But to add a guy like Harper, who aside from that one serious hyper extension of that knee on that freak play at first base, is usually pretty healthy, you throw him into an outfield or a lineup with a Bellinger, you know, with and all these other guys, like even... I mean, the, the, the amount of guys they have, the list goes on and on. Right, and even if they keep Puig, which I can't imagine they would, but e- even if they keep the the Puigs of the world, they they seem to just pluck and play these guys every day in this weird rotation, and it works. You know, even guys yeah. like, you know, you know, if you you can be going great until the eighth inning and, uh, you know, against the Dodgers, and all of a sudden, Kike Hernandez can come up and hit you a three-run home run. That's my point. How do you expect to compete? What do you? Uh, you gotta be uh, listen. You gotta be smoking crack to think that if you if you get Andrew Miller and Pollock, they uh, and Real Muto, you're a World World Series team. You're lying to yourselves and the fans. And as a Met fan, I'm sick of dealing. Well, you're playoff contentious, but you're not. Well, you you're not. Po- you could possibly make a run to make the playoffs. And I guess once you get in there, anything can happen. And, and we know that from being football fans. But. You said you were now no longer going to be the same old Mets. That's what the same old Mets would do. Right. Yeah. You you Switching can't. Yeah. Up. You can't make that statement to the fans and then not at least try to make the high profile signing. Like if a report comes out where if you he didn't say it was out. He just said we would need to be extremely creative. Right. Not trying to throw the pun under the bus. I think his exact quote was it, we need it, to be extremely creative. Let's say you Harper. Know, let's say Bryce. Let's say Harper goes to the Phillies. For three fifty on a, on a ten year, if there's a report that comes out, if there if there's a report that comes out that says the Mets offered three fifteen for ten, and you lost just because you got outbid by some outlandish Philly offer, you have to do that to save face, right? But at least this isn't the Yankee Patrick Corbin scenario where you didn't even make an offer. And if you if it if it's on the record that you put forth a fair offer, no, that's not a fair offer. 
But you know what I'm saying. You're someone will out. Well, someone will. There is a year offer. You know he denied ten years, three hundred fifty million. Okay. You know who your competition is right now. Mm-hmm. Go out there and say I'm giving you the best. I'm going to make you an offer you cannot and will not refuse right here, right now. That's it. What do you want? What do I need to do to put you in orange and blue today? He's going to give you something. All right. It'll be outrageous, and I'll say, sure, I'll do it. I'm in. All right, so let me ask you this. To switch to the other side of town for a second. You're the Yankees. You've added James Paxson. I know you hate that deal, whatever the case may be. If you're looking at the free agent market and the trade market, as the outside Met perspective, what do you think you need to add to the Yankee lineup and staff to make it over the top? They need... I don't hate the Paxson deal. What okay. I said was, they need a dog in the postseason. Right. Paxson's never been there, so that's a that's a wild card. A couple guys that come to my mind. Verlander, Scherzer, Bumgarner, DeGrom, Syndergaard. Um, a guy... Right, but only one of those guys is is available. I'm saying in the in the current market... I o- really, I overpay for Bumgarner. Listen, I'm a believer in the world of sports. Yeah. If there's something you need to win a World Series, it is okay to overpay for it. Okay. This is not where two fives do not equal a ten in the world of sports. Right. I'm not calling James Paxson a five, but Paxson, Corbin, any other name that we've been hearing is not going to fill that dog-like role in the postseason. And that's what I've been talking about this whole time. It's not the regular season, the postseason for the Yankees I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Corbin's not that guy. Severino's not yet that guy. Paxson's not yet that guy. You need that guy. Right, so so you overpay for the proven October performer. I'm garnering his life in his veins, man. Oh, I know, he, he, I, I know he does. The only the only thing that scares me with Bumgarner is if I'm going to overpay, he's a free agent after the year. There's no guarantee I keep him. Okay. So why I, I'm see now you're you the Met fan? You said you're tired of of being too hesitant to pull the trigger on a necessary contract. I'm tired of making deals like Sonny Gray that look good and then don't pan out. I know Cashman is not the worst when it comes to the track record of making these trades that don't pan out. He's got Sonny Gray to Madison Bumgarner right now? No. I'm saying if I'm going to overpay, I need that proven factor like a Bumgarner would give me. We overpaid like crazy for Sonny Gray, and now we have to trade him because he sucks. Well, and I he, just think he can't handle New York. Well, he right he he has to, he has to go to a place like Cincinnati, where you know the stadium is half full, or San Diego. Yeah. You know, he's made that abundantly clear. But the the point I'm making is, I agree we would need that that you know dog. It it just seems like the, it sucks that the free agent market doesn't seem to have that dog out there, which is annoying because I don't so want to trade for it. Right, but I'm if you think I, but, but trade you fill up in free agency. 
same. Yeah, well, again, if if I'm talking to the Giants and the first thing they ask for is Andujar, I don't think I'm doing it. Unless unless I have unless I have Machado signed, introduced at a press conference, then I can build around that. But at least I can bottom, replace it. The bottom line is the bottom line is this, okay? There's nothing wrong with the Yankees not training for Bumgarner as long as they're expectat- or as long as they're okay with not winning World Series this year. Well, no, that's never okay with the Bronx. Then if it's not okay, then, then you get Bumgarner. That's it. That's it. I'm sick and tired of this sh- shit where we're gonna try to get B and C levels, multiple B and C levels to make up for the A. That's not how it works, man. The Jets wanted Darnold. They, what they said? They said, dude, whatever you want, here you go. Bend me over, give me Darnold. Now they got their guy. Now you live and die by that. Right. But that gives you a certain amount of swagger on a team, right? Now the Jets are coming out with new uniforms next year. Now all of a sudden losing is not really acceptable, even though they have a, what, a 4-8 record, 4-9 record? Yeah. It changes the persona of your team. It shows everybody else on the team, first of all, hey, we're in this to win it now. Yeah. It's not business as usual today, boys. Yeah. It's different. It gives it gives the fans a certain segment. Think of a Yankee fan. You get Bumgarner. Now it's World Series or bust. Now I know as a Yankee fan, it might feel like that every year. Yeah. But that... now it gives it that extra. It's like, wait a minute. Now we have a dog. Now it's can Severino and Tanaka and CC and whoever else pitch up. No. Now you know every three days because you know Bumgarner doesn't need five days rest of the postseason. Yeah. Right. Yep. Lord knows he does not need that, and he doesn't. And you know every time he goes out there, he's going to throw a complete game. Yeah. My concern, if if I'm looking at, at Cashman and what his tendency is going to be, I, I feel like he's more inclined and more likely to take the bait for a guy like Kluber, who's great until October 1st. And then, then he falls off a cliff. If, if I'm making the trade with Cleveland, I almost... I got... What? Well, I love... I am so confused how this guy... Does not pitch in the postseason. I I, I don't know. I, I, so, I Luke, it boggles my mind how this guy cannot pitch in the postseason. He has all the makings of a postseason pitcher. Yeah, it just doesn't work. I don't know I how. I don't understand it. I don't know what they did different. Maybe Jan Gomes was calling a different type of game. I don't know. Whatever the case may be. I don't know what it, uh, Luke, I don't know. But he doesn't seem to me like he can't pitch in the postseason. Uh, well, but you, you know, know but, like, but he has like the makeup of that but, guy. He's I, a veteran. But, he's very composed. But His it, stuff. He's a pitcher, not a thrower. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. But if I'm looking at Cleveland and I'm looking at the postseason dog mentality, Kluber doesn't have it, but Bauer does. Uh, I disagree. Bauer, at least to me, has the I makeup. Have, I think Kluber does have it. But he hasn't. But it hasn't manifested. At I least. Why it hasn't? But I do think he has. Luke, you're gonna. Say, you've seen Corey Kluber pitch on TV. Oh yeah. He, I know you've seen his stuff. Does that really look like a guy that can't pitch well in the postseason to you? Well, when it comes if down. If he hasn't pitched a postseason game yet, would you say he would or would not pitch well in the postseason based on what you say? I'd be, I'd I'd have to say he'd 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 get lit up. He would. You think he would get lit up based on what you see in the regular season? No, it no. The regular season for him just doesn't seem to translate to the playoffs. It's 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 a weird I mean, thing. In a 
hypothetical world, if this guy had not pitched one postseason game yet, you had to make a determination on whether he would be a dog in the postseason or not, based on what you've seen throughout his career in the regular season, your answer would be what? Well, he looks like he'd be a dog, but it doesn't... Yes or no? It's a yes or no. Well, it doesn't translate. No, no, he hasn't pitched in the postseason yet. Who, Kluber? I'm saying, hypothetically, this guy has not pitched one game in the postseason yet. Oh, then of course he's got the makeup of it. It's an absolute yes. What that says to me is that it's either mental, or the scouting is not right, or somebody is scouting him better. What I'm saying is there's something there that can be changed. It's not his stuff. So you think so you think a change of scenery to the Yankees makes Kluber unlocks the dog. I think I think a different mindset, maybe somebody's scouting him too much, maybe he's tipping something in the postseason. He has the mentality of a Max Scherzer, of a Bumgarner, of a DeGrom. He's very cool, calm and collect out there. He's a pitcher, not a thrower, and somehow he gets rocked. I mean rocked, right? Yeah. It's almost a gift, like three innings, six runs with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kershaw, you can see how he gets rocked in the postseason, right? You can see that. He's just, in my opinion, he's a bit of a, um, well, for lack of other words, it's a coward. Well, so, yeah, now, amongst other things, Kluber, but yeah. I'm telling you right now, Kluber would pitch well in the postseason. I, I, on a different team. All right. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, the thing is, he before Callaway took the Met job, Mickey Callaway is a damn good pitching coach. So I don't think it was a question of being underprepared or lack of scouting. Something on him. Maybe it's his mentality. I don't know. I don't know what it is. What I'm saying is I think it's something that, whatever it is, I think it can be fixed. Whatever Kershaw gets rocked for, I think that's just who he is, dude. I don't think he's a big moment. There are guys who can play in the big moment in any sport or in life, and there are guys who cannot. Kershaw does not strike me as one of those guys who can. Kluber strikes me as one of those guys who can. All right. I mean, because I know it's more realistic for Kluber or Bauer to end up on the Yankees than it is a Bumgarner, just based upon... I, I, I love Bauer. I just don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if he's there yet. He might be, but I don't know if he's there yet. Maybe this will be his moment this year if he got traded to the Yankees, and that's when he takes the step from from an ace of a rotation to a dog in the right. postseason. The, the only thing that, that gives me, as a Yankee fan, more faith in a guy like a Bauer or in a trade for a guy like Bauer is he's going to cost me less, which has to be which has to be noted. Cost you less than Kluber? Thousand percent. I don't think so. I mean, he's do, younger, more years left on this deal. But Kluber's deal is team friendly, though. Kluber is not on some. Kluber is not on a Grinky deal. I, I think Kluber would cost more, or uh, Bauer would cost more. Sorry. Well. Whatever the case may be, it's no secret the Yankees need that one extra starter, and then you got to just reset. Whatever it takes to get it. If you want to win, you do whatever it takes. So if the if the Giants want Andujar, uh, I can't, I can't, I still can't. Lasagna and 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 somebody else, Florial or something, you, you do it. Yeah, I. I can't trade Andujar until I have Machado in pinstripes. I can't do it. Well, you don't need Machado. Maybe you work out a deal for Scooter Jeanette. Maybe you get a mixture of a Josh Harrison and DJ LeMayhew. I don't know, but my point is you don't need that. You need the Bumgarner. Without Bumgarner, you're not winning. 
this is the same mentality I'm talking about with the will ponds, is you need to give up to get. The, the, and especially if that get is going to get you a World Series, it is worth it. But so, but now let me. I'm gonna counter you with this. The problem with the Yankees is that our young talent is all is major league ready or it's in Double A. Deal with ETAs that are 2020. There's right. there's no fringe guy where I can trade an Andujar and have another major league ready infielder immediately fill that void. I have to outsource those spots. That's fine. Right, but why would I trade when I need infielders? Why would yeah. I trade an infielder? Last year, was Luke Voigt supposed to be who he is now? No, but we only gave up Chase and Shreve and Gallegos. That's the point, Luke. The Yankees will find somebody who will flourish in a lineup like that. I would be almost be more willing to trade Voigt sell high on him than in Andujar. No, that's exactly what the Yankees were doing and would turn it down. Listen, the bottom line is every you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Not every trade is going to be like, you know, the Jeter scandal for John Carlos Stanton where you give up nothing and get an MVP. There's no scandal. We ate the money. You Yankee fans do not like to accept that. You need to give up to get. Andujar is a very replaceable player in the American League. Glaber Torres, I understand. I think he's something special. No, I really yeah, do. no, you can't, you can't, you can't get rid of Glaber. He's our shortstop until Didi comes back. You can't get rid of him. Matter. It doesn't matter if you keep this team as it is right now in the New York Yankees. You know what they're gonna have in common with the New York Mets at the end of the year? There will be no World Series. Okay, but here, here's you can't. That's, I don't have a shortstop. Tyler Wade is not an acceptable starting shortstop. We just said, we just said, look, we just went over. it. We just went over how many dogs are there in the postseason. I think I named four or five. Right. How many players can play a major league shortstop? Way more than four or five. Yeah, but I don't need my opening day shortstop to be Tyler Wade. If it's Manny Machado because I traded Torres, then then it softens the blow. You keep Andujar, you don't get Bumgarner, no World Series, so you pick. If I get Machado, keep Andujar... And then trade, let's say Torres and Frazier for a Bumgarner. Okay, now we're talking. For, yeah, for, we can't, obviously, I think the Yankees would do that, but we can't sit here and guarantee that because we're not that. No. What I'm saying to you is that you Yankee fans need all star at every position. The beauty about baseball is you don't need that in order to win. I understand that, but what I'm do saying you? is, I thousand percent. The old. Machado. The only, you can he, plug in a guy at shortstop for a few months till DD comes back. It's not this is not hard. It's the same concept. You get Bumgarner, you will win. You will. I, I think your chance of winning World Series seriously increase. No matter who it is, really, you give up. That's somewhat realistic. You don't get him. You're not going to win. You're not going to pass Boston and the Astros. Maybe so, one of the two. No way you get through both. Well, okay. Let me give you this. I don't understand why the thing with the Yankees that pissed me off last offseason was yo we had the chance to get Garrett Cole and Josh Harrison and all it would have costed us was Andahar and we could have easily traded him and pivoted and gotten Mike Moustakis on the cheap I would not have done that oh you're out of your mind for Harrison and Cole was that the deal Harrison and Cole Cashman wanted Harrison and Cole 
And uh, okay, no, no, no. That's I w- Yes, I would have done that. I didn't hear you say Harrison. Right. No, no, no. Cashman tried to get greedy, and it's and it, 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 they said, okay, we would need Andahar. Huntington actually grew a pair of balls for a change in a trade, and of course, immediately. And of of course, when that was going to happen, you all you heard from Kenny Rosenthal and all the insiders, this deal's all all but all but done and all but physicals. And then of course, falls through. If you're going to make these trades, and if if you're willing, if the reports are true that you're willing to get rid of Andar, this I would almost do it the way the Brewers handled Yelich and Kane. Sign somebody, and immediately get the guys to fill the hole. Because the longer you wait to to fill those holes, like between the trades and the acquisitions, you're gonna get destroyed by the fans yeah, and the media. Yeah, but 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 let's just call something what it is here, Luke. I think that the Yankees, would, I don't, I think they would give up to get Bumgarner. I think right now what the Giants are asking for Bumgarner is out of this world. Right, I, I, my gut's telling me that. Right, but you you can't. The the problem I have, the only thing I have on Bumgarner, is if I'm getting rid of who should have been Rookie of the Year and another one of my top two, maybe two of my top five remaining prospects, I better immediately put a, at least a four year extension in front of Bumgarner. You, I, I this is this is what kills me. I'm worried about that. You have to be. No, be- you don't. Yeah, you do. Because our no, you don't. Because you're the New York Yankees and you can go out and retool if he leaves. The only player... When's your World Series, thank you for the great run. Okay, so if I get Bumgarner, and let's just say I don't get Machado or, or another legitimate... Like, I, I have no, I'm not concerned about getting a guy like a Josh Harrison or, a, you know, the Adani Echeverria's of the world. I have no, there's no worry in my head that we will obviously fill the holes. My concern is that the old Steinbrenner moves were mortgage the farm to win now. And it, and it worked. But the issue I'm having is if you're going to mortgage the farm, at least make the money, the quote unquote return on the investment last longer than one year. Um, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you don't need to as a Yankee fan. It would obviously, yes, Luke. It makes sense that way, but you don't have to do it that way. Right, I hear you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's it. No, I hear you. Yes, in a perfect world, you want an extension when you get somebody that that's in their walk year. I know that. Luke, you know that. It doesn't take a you know a genius to figure that out. Right. Well, all I'm saying is, is you don't need it. Because what I just think the same concept I'm saying about the Mets, if it wins you a World Series, that's something that's irreplaceable. Right. The only the only problem with the Yankee fan is we are a spoiled fan base where we you know what you guys said stop being a bunch of spoiled little brats. Yeah, you and realize that yeah, if you yeah. win a World Series once every five years, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I understand that. But we're... you can't you can't bitch about going out there and having a steak dinner that's cooked a little one way or the other way that you didn't like it when there are people in Africa starving. Yeah, right? I, you can't be I that much of bougie bastards. But the problem is the the typical Yankee fan is. It, you, you know, know what? They, 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 they got to stop acting like little girls. It's not going to happen. 
even the, especially the people in our age bracket who grew up in the 90s in the dynasty years that we were spoiled growing up that's what we're used to the bottom line is you, you're not gonna have, the, the yankees organization doesn't usually allow that down here i mean they went to quote unquote rebuild took them one off season and they legitimately rebuilt yeah so that's what i'm saying if bumgarner walks you'll retool Right. The only the only That's why I'm not worried about it. You cannot be worried about that as a Yankee fan. But the only guy if you're a fan, that's not like a Met fan statement. Right, but there's only but there's we but, trade everything for him and he leaves us. But know. there's only but there's only two names on the twenty nineteen um off season free agent list. Look, I don't know I, how Cashman would do it. I don't know why he would do it, who he would give up to do it, but I have faith in that guy would figure something out. They'd no. be right back in contention. He would. Because the, the the only thing I'm telling you now is if we don't get Machado this year, oh, you better believe Arenado is going to be getting a shitload of money thrown at him next offseason. Uh, I have a feeling he's not going to a big market. But we will save that argument for next time. Yeah. So, so good stuff. Note, yeah, uh, good. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up here. Um and yeah, enjoy your uh enjoy all the the the, the real world work you got to get done. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. All right, dude, be easy. All right, man, we'll talk. Peace. Bye.